Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them, too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mamahood. Welcome, Mamas, to this week's episode of the Mamahood Podcast. I'm Aubrey here with Marin. Hey. And we are so stoked to have Jenna Rammel, also known as Jenna's Kitchen, on the show with us today. Welcome, Jenna. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Jenna, we are so excited to have you. Seriously, we're, we we love you so You've much. You've been on our list. We have just, <laughs> <laughs> we just love you. You have been on oh, our list. I'm- I love you guys too. I'm so honored. And not even that, but you've been on our, our listeners list whenever we ask them about guests they want on the show. So yeah, we're yeah, we're grateful. Um, and we, we just need to dive right in because we don't have a ton of time, but we would love for you to tell our listeners about you, um, how many kids you have, and just kind of a background on you really quick for those who may not know who you are. Yeah. So really quick, um, I guess in a nutshell, my name is Jenna and I have four small kids, ages 10, 8, 4, and 1. I have to like think really hard about it. <laughs> it gets to be a tongue tie. <laughs> yeah, they're like always having birthdays. I'm like, you guys stop having stop <laughs> no, having stop birthdays. Up. <laughs> like I can't remember how old you are. Um, so we now live in Provo, Utah, and my husband and I are both from here. We've been married 14 years, and um, I share online, obviously on Instagram, uh, a place called Jenna's Kitchen. And I used to share recipes and now I'm too busy. So I just share my life and uh, kind of what we're doing day to day. Uh, I build a holistic health business um, with women and essential oils. And I share content online with brands. And um, But I think the most important work I do beyond all that is is really creating community for women and helping them see their purpose and the light and the love that they can share and um, that's really important to me. So that's what I try to use my online space most is to help women feel and to know that they're not alone. I love this. So basically our audience is those moms who are in the trenches. So we feel like you are just so inspiring and you have so many good things to share. I've actually been listening to you since like the good old Periscope days. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'll never forget it. Oh my gosh. But I just feel like you have so many good things to share from self-love, life, belonging, positive thinking and affirmations, creating a beautiful family life despite what the world throws at you. Um, you're just inspiring. So I kind of just want to dive into, I just had felt, I there's so many things that we could talk to you about, but the topic of postpartum um, just keeps popping into my mind and my heart. And I hope that we can kind of have a conversation about that with you today. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, our audience, um, you know, there's a lot of content out there for moms, but we really have honed in on those like early trenches of motherhood. And a lot of our audience are dealing with this, um, this phase of life of being newly 
postpartum after having a baby, a good majority of our audience is. And um, so you recently came out with a postpartum guide guide course. Um, what experiences led you to want to help moms during their postpartum period of life? Well, um, I love this topic. It's really special to me. Um, and I always like feel a little bit tender talking about it. So if you are a new mama listening, I love you. You're doing amazing. Um, it is incredibly difficult and it can be incredibly isolating. And I remember just those early days of my first baby and thinking what just happened. <laughs> like no, like no one told me about this or that, mm, or that totally. there would be this, you know, situation down there or like whatever, you know, it just <laughs> felt <true>. like, <laughs> it just felt like I had gone through this battle and no one, you know, they, you spend all this time buying a crib and getting the cutest outfits and making sure you have the best nursing bra, but mm -hmm. no one talks to you about having, you know, a postpartum plan and, um, a plan in place and language in place if you're not doing well, or if you need extra support or, uh, you know, what meals your other kids will be eating or who will be helping you get carpool and things like that. So, so I think that I learned the hard way that I wasn't prepared for that and that there wasn't a lot of language around it. There wasn't a lot of information around it. I think that social mm -hmm. media has really brought a lot of conversation to this season and I'm so grateful for that. I think that women can find really easily uh, information on what's kind of going to occur or go on um, and how to seek support. But that's what really inspired me to do this course another try and I really wanted to be honest and talk about the reality of it uh and what goes on I read excerpts from my journal from my last my fourth baby and um kind of you know what that was like for me and uh I also talked to experts experts about you know like a lactation consultant a sleep consultant uh, a marriage therapist you know talking about what effects postpartum has on a relationship and things like that mm -hmm. there's just a lot of different facets of it and a lot of different areas that you don't realize and it kind of makes sense looking back on it right like you act up you add a whole new person to your family your dynamic is not going to stay the same you are not going to be the same person mm -hmm. you're not ever again in good ways in good ways it's not all bad it's in so many beautiful, wonderful ways, but having that patience and that grace for yourself and in your relationship helps to helps you survive, honestly, and helps you get through it and to know you are not the only one going through this. Like that while you may see the shiny, bright, happy newborn moms who are back in their jeans, most of <laughs> yes. us are not. And that mom afterwards wanted to die that she put on her jeans. And, you know, so it's like, it, it just became really important to me to to teach and women that that because I think those isolating feelings are where shame sets in and that's where guilt sets in and then that's where we see a lot of postpartum mental health issues. Um, sure. It's because we believe that we're the only ones yes. just struggling. Totally. Well, what do you think are the biggest issues that moms are facing with postpartum? 
Um, I think a lack of support. I think you can have a really wonderful spouse, but we all know men and women are really wired differently and they don't know exactly what's going on. And so the communication, if it's at all lacking, then a woman is not getting the support she needs. I mean, in other countries, you guys, it's amazing. They they stay with them for like 40, 50 days. They they do Don't they get like a year's worth of maternity and, leave too? Yes. In Scandinavia, like, yeah. 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 The mom and the dad. Oh my gosh. And, and America, it's just like, we're getting back to work. We're getting back to things, you know. Um, you know, just it's kind of like this badge of honor to like be back in the swing of things. In fact, the other day I saw a mom and, and of course she had to take her child to to dance class, but the baby was three weeks old. And I wanted to tell her, I didn't know her. She was a complete stranger to me, but I was like, I will take your kid to dance class. Like I hate that you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate that you're here with that tiny baby. And I love that you're trying to show up, but I wish that I could help you, you know? And I just think, I think that's really the core is that we are in a hospital for two days, you know, or we birth at home, whatever you choose. And then you're kind of isolated in your home and you, and you don't have community or connection. And so people don't really know how you're doing. So and true. we're not really honest about that. Well, and you kind so of get thrown into this world problem. of, I have this kid and I don't know whose mom to hand him off to. It's all my responsibility. And it's a lot. It weighs on you and it's, it can feel really dark too. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of shame in around saying like, I'm not doing well because if I'm a mom, I'm supposed to love my baby and that's supposed to get me through the hard times. And this is the most blessed I've ever been. And, you know, there's other people who can't have kids and kind of, yeah. So we kind of get into that conversation with ourselves when it's like, I, I have had pregnancy loss. I have had friends with infant and child loss and all of them can agree that motherhood is hard. It doesn't matter how grateful, how blessed, how love, how much love you feel. It is incredibly difficult. For sure. And that's okay. What other kinds of, you know, big difficulties are you seeing? Because you're now you're, you're in this space. You're dealing with these moms all the time. Like, what are some of the other... Um, the other things that you feel kind of plague moms when they're in this phase? Um, just postpartum or like young kids or just kind of in yeah, general. Postpartum. Yeah. Um, I think comparison and really doubting their intuition, um, kind of listening to a lot of the voices that are around them, whether it's doctors and, friends and a neighbor and a mother-in-law, you know, all those people that have an opinion about the way you should do things and the way you should dress the baby and the way you should breastfeed or not breastfeed or, um, you know, we're just pulled in a thousand million trillion different directions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really challenging for the mom this, these days, especially with technology the way that it is to stop, to go inward, to listen to their intuition. Um, but that, that is the most vital thing I could ever tell a woman is that you have all the tools that you need for this baby that you had and you can seek outside sources all you want, but you know exactly what to do. And if you would just listen and stop and, and search inside your soul, you'll, you'll have all the answers you need. And I know that's hard for people to believe they want to find the answers elsewhere. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I really believe that, that we're equipped with those gifts. For sure. Wow. I love your yeah, perspective. 
So I just love so much when you say, you know, find a home within yourself um, that you may be free. I really was hoping you could elaborate on this and um, what you mean and how we find a home within ourselves and how does that set us free? Yeah, I there's a there's a philosopher, I guess you would call him called Young Pueblo, and he's one of my favorites. And he writes about this and he says, um, uh, he says, I have built a home with another person a few times now, always expecting it to be a lasting haven. As the storms came and went, the homes would show their weakness and eventually come apart, being left with the dread of sadness and the hollow feeling of unwanted new beginnings. It has finally started to dawn on me that if I build a home within myself, a palace of peace created with my own awareness and love, this can be the refuge I have always been seeking. And this is a quote that just like means the world to me because so good. I think, yeah, it's so good. I think all my life I tried to build a home with other people, you know, like mm-hmm. when you start, it starts in elementary school and then middle school and high school and trying to fit in with friends and, and your church friends and your neighborhood friends. And, and then you're trying to find your place in your family. And then you're trying to find a guy to marry. And it's just like over and over and over again, trying to find yourself and other people and trying to find acceptance, self-love, compassion, joy, belonging with everybody else. And the truth of the matter is, is that no one can give you that, but you. Right. And so people are unpredictable. They're shaky. They're, they're people too. They're humans. They're going to have their suffering and their struggling and their trials and their, and their sadnesses and things like that. And we cannot rely on them for our own happiness. We have to create that ourselves. And so finding that home within ourselves is absolutely crucial because that's, I mean, you think about a home and you think about the warmth and the kindness and the love sometimes some days are yelling and screaming <laughs> and, on the day. Uh, yeah. And messes. But when we think of home, we think of the good things, yeah. you know, and that's what we have to create is that feeling within ourselves so that when all the world around us is chaotic and stressful and anxious, we always have a place to arrive back to. And I love that. what that looks like for me is, continually looking at the story and telling myself our words are so powerful. And the way we talk about ourselves and to ourselves create a roadmap for us. And we can either create a story that says I'm alone. I'm isolated. I have no friends. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. Or we can change that narrative for us and we can say, I belong. I'm loved. I'm safe. I'm important. I'm smart. I do good things. I trust myself. And we can start to change the narrative for us so that we can always go back inside our hearts and our soul. And we can say this, I have everything I need. It's all right here. And I don't have to look for anyone else or get those pair of jeans or make a certain amount of money or get to be friends with this certain person to be enough because all of it is enough. And I have all of it inside me and my home. And that's why it matters so much to me. I love that so much. And there's so many different directions. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, me too. There's so many different directions that 
<laughs> you can go with that. Um, but specifically relating to, you know, postpartum, I just feel like this can be so healing to someone who's in this phase of life as well, who's who's on social media, who's stuck at home, isolated, nursing every five minutes it feels like mm-hmm. with <laughs> you know the Brand painful boobs yeah. and the postpartum tummy and all the stuff that goes into this phase of life that's so hard and be on social media feeling like they should have that or um yep but honestly when we're postpartum we've been given such a uh an amazing thing to cling to and something to make a part of who we are in our home and um I don't know. I just wish I would have had this quote when I was going through. <laughs> yeah. Post-part. Well, and, and yeah. this topic is really tender for me and Mary for sure on the show. We try to bring it up a lot because it is so isolating. And, you know, going back to that home feeling, I just keep envisioning, um, God, we're like emotional today. With our, just, you know, I'm the girl that was stuck in that really dark spot and it's not home. You feel really trapped and it's, it's really, it's a really hard, long, dark hole to be in. And so mm-hmm. what would you say to those moms who are in that just hole, the darkest hole and who need to get that support? What kind of advice would you tell them? I mean, where do they start? Where do they go? Or what do they need to do to help themselves? Ask for help. Ask for help. Get brave. Write down your feelings. If it needs to be a text, if it needs to be a phone call, if it needs to be an email, you need to reach out to your village. If it's not your husband, it's a friend. If it's a cousin, it's your mom. If it's anyone and you need to get specific with them. You know, so often we're like, I don't need help. Everything's good here. Or, oh, you don't have to do that. And that was what was so wonderful is the more babies I had when people said, how can I help? I knew exactly how. Yeah. Those people want to help. They're not just saying that as lip service. Yeah. Yes. They want to connect with you. And we push that connection away because we're depressed. We're isolated. We're alone. And that's the story we're telling ourselves. So we want it to be true. So we continue to push away. We continue to disconnect. We continue to unattach ourselves to people because then we're right. Right. Yes. So you have to get uncomfortable. Nothing can be worse than the pain that you're in. So asking for help is the first place to start and knowing that it won't last forever. Also journal writing. I think journal writing is a huge healer. It's amazing that no one's talking back. It's not therapy, Mm -hmm. but writing down your feelings as dark as they can be helps you to visualize them and see them and kind of say goodbye and release them from like the chambers of your soul and like that, that torturing feeling. And like you said, being trapped. So, um, obviously there's postpartum hotlines. Uh, if, if you really are in crisis and you need support, there are medications, there are therapists, there are doctors that want to help you. It's not something to like be ashamed of or to take lightly. If you are at all are thinking of taking your life or have a plan to do so, you need to seek immediate help. And those feelings are, while I validate them and honor them for you, that's not you. That's your hormones. And it's not something that you have to be living with. Exactly. Oh, you couldn't have said it better. That was perfect. 
Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, if you're a nursing mom, they are going to help you find the vitamins and supplements that you need. Um, It's super easy to find out what you need. So in my experience, I just logged on to TakeCareOf.com and I took their easy, short, fun, five-minute quiz. I answered questions about my diet, my lifestyle, and my health needs. And within minutes, I had recommendations about what I should take. Care Of made it super easy and convenient for me to get the vitamins and the protein powders that I needed. They sent me a prenatal vitamin since I'm nursing and a calcium plus. They also sent me a super delicious protein powder that I've been loving. Care of has only the highest quality ingredients and it's very easy to find out what's in all of their supplements and their powders. They have vegetarian and vegan options, which is really great. So we have a code for you, of course. Um, So for 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code MAMAHOOD50. Again, that's 50% off of your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter the code MAMAHOOD50. I gotta be honest. I've seen people post about this HelloFresh stuff and I was so skeptical. And then we tried it and I am blown away. I am too. Like it is the best thing and I don't know why we haven't signed up for it sooner. Yeah, I just told my husband that we so we did our week of HelloFresh, and I just told him, I want to do this every single week. I know why like, it is worth every single penny. It is so simple; it makes cooking delicious meals at home a total reality, regardless of like how comfortable or confident you are in the kitchen. Seriously. Like I always want to cook these delicious gourmet meals, and I'm just I don't know how, and I don't have the time, and it just makes it possible. Yeah. So, because we love HelloFresh so much, and because we love you guys so much, we actually reached out to them to see if we could get you guys a really awesome deal, and we did. So, just because you listen to this podcast, HelloFresh is giving you a free gift of 10 free meals, including free shipping, which is super a super amazing deal. So, you're going to go to HelloFresh.com slash MamaHood10 and enter code MamaHood10 to get 10 free meals plus free shipping. And I think it's genius, too. I had this thought when I was trying it out. Like, for moms who need just, like, instead of giving them dinners or whatever, I felt like it was so smart to just give them a week of HelloFresh because... Such a good idea. Like, if they've just had a baby or just need extra help, I just... It's it's the coolest thing. You just get a bag and you get all the food that you need. It's... The best, especially for a girl like me who belongs on Americans' top worst cook. What's that show called? <laughs> I don't even know. The best part is HelloFresh is super flexible. So you can skip a week if you want to, or you can change the delivery day and make it fit totally into your schedule. You guys, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And this deal seriously helps you get the most meal for your moolah. Yeah. I love that. So for 10 free meals, including free shipping, head to HelloFresh.com slash MamaHood10 for 10 free meals and free shipping. Guys, this is huge. Like, this is awesome. Um, You mentioned early, earlier, I kind of want to dive into this little topic before we end. Um, you talked about how comparison is something that moms face a lot in postpartum, but also just um, in general in our life. We face that for some reason as women we do that to ourselves (laughs) um what 
tips do you have for moms in overcoming comparison? And um, how do you think, you know, we can break out of that? Gratitude. I think gratitude is the way that we break out of comparison because when we are able to see the gifts that we have, whether it's the air we're breathing or the clean sheets you have or the roof over your head and the sound of your kids singing. And there are just so many little ways that we can find gratitude day to day. And I can fall into that comparison trap, but not for very long anymore because I don't want anyone else's life. Mm. I want my life. And gratitude has been the thing that has helped me to do that. Even on the really hard days when I'm like, I'm running away to Mexico. I'm leaving you guys all here. I don't know who's <laughs> going to do your laundry. Yes. You know, I find that if I can just find the things I'm grateful for, get out and serve. If you're in a season to do that, that's when I snap out of it. And I think, I mean, social media is obviously like a conversation that we have to have because it's so prevalent in our society and it's such a difficulty. If it's not working for you, if it's a dark place for you, just don't be on it. You know, it's okay. You're not missing out on anything. Like just be done with it. And and have and the courage only, to walk away from it too. Totally. Know? And only ask yourself how you're feeling. Consider this the next time you go to click on your Instagram feed, that little app button, ask yourself, am I feeling okay today? Do I love myself? Am I feeling safe? Am I feeling happy? Am I feeling okay enough to go on this space? And if you are, go there. But ask yourself that. Go inward. And decide whether or not you're feeling okay enough to be there. I love that. I think going back to what you had said earlier about having enough and all of that, there's that quote that says, the key to having it all is knowing that you already do. And I just think Mm -hmm. looking at, I mean, just just your one word answer to that of gratitude is huge. I just think it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, Okay, Jenna. So if you could go back and talk to your postpartum self, what would you say? Um... (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, so many things. I mean, Here, um, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. I I honestly feel like doesn't mean I didn't have the lowest of lows and the highest of highs, but after this fourth baby, I'm like, I did this postpartum so right. I was I just learned the hard way and this time I took my time. I didn't go anywhere. I took the naps. I I went on the walks if I wanted to. I watched TV if I wanted to. And I just let myself take a break. And I let myself enjoy it. I didn't rush myself out of the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm letting everyone take care of me. (laughs) And that's what I would tell myself is that first time I felt like it was kind of like a trophy to get out of the hospital and get back to work and get back vacuuming my house and be back in my jeans and be this incredibly put together a person. And it was just such a blessing in my life to say, I'm a train wreck and I'm cool with that right now. So (laughs) like everyone needs to get in line and help me to freak out or I'm going to go, I'm going to go insane. So I think that being honest with how I was feeling every minute of every day totally changed my postpartum season. It didn't mean I didn't have, you know, the ups and the downs, but I felt so much better because I was just so good to myself. I would look myself in the mirror and I'd say, yeah, 
that's weird. Like you, that body is different and foreign to me, (laughs) (laughs) but so what? Yeah. Like, so what? It has no way it hasn't, it does not define me. And again, turning to gratitude and turning to that baby and just saying, I am so grateful to be living this. And it doesn't mean it's not hard. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't take every ounce of energy sometimes to be in the moment. But I think living presently is the thing that makes us the happiest. It's It's, true. When we live in the future, it's anxiety. When we live in the past, it's depression. And living in the present is when we have true joy because just that practice of I'm sitting on this chair and the baby's on my lap and I can hear her breathing and, you know, just those simple little things that take us to right here, not I'll be happy when I lose the weight or I'll be happy when I can finally get back to the gym or I wish this baby would, you know, whatever it is. I think that living presently really is the, is the ticket to that season. I feel like you're so true to this too. Like just some of the things you've written, whether it's, you know, I, I just, well, I think you had written a post after you had Ruby and you were talking about how you were almost like proud of yourself for, you were just proud of your own body and you're so comfortable in your own skin. And there's something so dang refreshing about that. Just knowing that your body did all of this. Like you, you have, you were just so, so happy in your own skin. How, what would you tell moms who are really struggling with physically their postpartum, whether it's their body or mentally? I mean, what that whole aspect of feeling comfortable in your own skin, what were the steps that you took to kind of get yourself there? I mean, I think honestly, it started with just being tired. Like I just got tired of holding that much space and energy for the way I looked. Right. Like it just, there's this book and there's no gentle way to say it, but it's called the art of not giving an F (laughs) and (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a book I'm obsessed with. And he does say the F word. So you can find, I think there's maybe an edited version somewhere, but um, he talks about this principle of when we fill our lives with beautiful things and nurturing relationships and service and God and, and our families and our friends and, you know, cooking barefoot in our kitchen and the beautiful soulful things that, that have been given to us. We don't have time for the bull crap. We don't. And I think that's just where I got to. I got to this place of like, I don't want to take up any precious mental energy on the fact that I have love handles. Like that doesn't, it doesn't get me anywhere. It's so true. And all it does is take me away from right now. And there were moments when I wouldn't go places or I wouldn't do things because I didn't like the way that I looked and how terrible to miss out on that connection and that love and that support all because I couldn't fit into a shirt I wanted to. I mean, I just, I get that because I've been there a billion times, but looking back, I think what wasted energy. So, so and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is starts with our words. It starts with never saying I look fat. I just don't ever say that anymore. Or if someone says you look beautiful, I say, thank you. Instead of saying, no, I don't, I have 20 pounds to lose. And I just say, thanks. Yeah. I think, I think I'm beautiful too. Yeah. I love that. And, and it starts with these really simple ways of talking to yourself and just not allowing that negative energy to come in. 
That's amazing. I think that's so Which true. is way easier said than done. I'm saying it really in a fast way because we're on a podcast, but it's, don't get me wrong. It is a daily practice and it and is a challenge. That. You do affirmations every day, don't you? Yeah. For yourself and with your kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I have to do it. I mean, we're, you know, we're spotty with the kids. It's like every other day or once a week sometimes, but they haven't memorized and, and they say them to themselves. And, and I think the way we talk to ourselves really is the most powerful tool we can, we have right at our fingertips. It doesn't cost any money. It's so true. Um, that's amazing. Oh, I love it. And I just keep thinking about what you said too, about being grateful and those moments of sitting and staring at your baby who's resting in your lap and, (laughs) um, hearing their breathing and everything. And I just keep thinking about like, what, is there anything that I've gone through that in getting them here or what I'm dealing with right now, postpartum that I wouldn't like, I'd rather not go through that and not have them here. And there's just nothing, you know, like when you look back, it's like, I really would. Everything I've gone through is still worth it. It's still worth it to have you here. And, um, just that gratitude of having them here, I feel like is a good way to channel your energy there. And I'm just glad you brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> I love that perspective. Hey, I love Jenna, that. Thank really you for fast, sharing. This is kind of selfish of me because I want to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. I want to know. So I'm just thinking of my postpartum depressed self. What what books or what things have you read that are inspiring to you or what? I mean, I just feel like you have like how you were looking up that quote earlier. Or there's just books and things that that you've been inspired by can you give maybe a couple of, a list of maybe a couple of your favorites and yeah. where moms can maybe turn to or get get that inspiration to some resources yeah, I, yeah. i'm sure you're not reading if you're postpartum maybe you're listening but um which i love that's why you did your whole guide yeah. right yes yeah so we did the whole guide in little small like increments and we did it all audio because i was like no one wants to watch videos like no one has time for that when they're feeding a baby 24 7 so, so true I, um, I think kind of the core of my healing started with a book called you can heal your life. And, um, it's by Louise Hayes and she is kind of one of the pioneers of affirmation and language and how we speak to ourselves. And she, it's kind of a technical read. So if you're not feeling great, don't, don't read that one. But, um, if you're feeling like I, I want a really interesting read, I, I love it. She talks about the chemistry of how we talk to ourselves and, mm-hmm. and how we can actually heal ourselves and heal our past trauma and um, what we're dealing with um, So when we're speaking nicer to ourselves. And then, um, oh, there's so many. I think a really easy, good read is Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. I think that that one is, is really an easy, good gateway into uh kind of a superpower that we have inside inside with our will and our and our souls and our the way we speak um those two are probably off the top of my head the ones that changed my life the most initially that's okay, awesome well, i just added them to my amazon <laughs> <laughs> we'll link Thank those two in the show notes Okay, so before we end, right. we're getting close. Um, we, on every episode, we do like a winner or fail. And we share 
either a really awesome motherhood win that we've had or a funny fail that we're laughing about now. (laughs) Um, Can you think of a win or a fail that you would be willing to share with our audience? (laughs) I love this question. I actually just had the thought and I hadn't thought about it for a really long time. But I remember when Quinn, my oldest, he's 10 now, he'll be 11 in December, but he, um, we were in kindergarten. He was in kindergarten. And it was kind of like my first, um, I don't know, like big kids school project. And I was like, oh yeah, we'll just throw this together. And, um, and in Jenna fashion, like wasn't prepared, didn't really care about it. It was just like, yeah, it's just fun. Like, and him and I just had fun doing it and it looked like crap. And it was like, just fun. I was like a tiger or something. I can't remember. Um, but I remember going to the school and like, like all the kindergartners, like their projects were displayed and they were like insane, like perfect, beautiful, like tons of stuff, like, like entire like jungle safaris. And I'm like, what's happening? And I was just funny because I don't know if it, Okay, here's how it was a fail. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I, I failed because I didn't realize that like, oh, school projects means parents do it. Not that the kid's doing it, really. <laughs> like, it's, it's, the mo- it's the mom and dad oh up till three in the yes. morning doing the project. Now it's like, that's how it is for Andrew and I. Andrew and I are like, oh, we're learning so much about constellations. <laughs> <laughs> You're going through school a second our, time. Right, it's like our kids have nothing to do with it. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, that was kind of my fail, right? And like kind of that embarrassment and feeling ashamed and feeling all like all the moms were judging me. But then the win was just this overwhelming feeling of like, who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> like we, we did the project and I'm not going to be this mom. That's going to turn in a beautifully done project. And I'm not going to be the mom that's going to volunteer every week at the school. And I'm not going to be ma- the <laughs> mom lover. that has like fresh homemade cookies every day from school. But I am going to be the mom that works her tail off so that I can donate to the school. I'm going to be the mom that's present with my kids when they're home. I'm going to be the mom that teaches them to to grasp their emotional journey and to understand their feelings. And I'm going to be the mom that kicks off my shoes and has a ton of fun with them. And so I think that's the really the most important thing is, is that you can't be anyone else but you. And you'll just torture yourself trying. And so in my motherhood journey, stepping into who I am and being like, I kick butt as a mom, not because I'm perfect or because I do all the things, but because I know what I'm good at. I know what's important to me. I know how I want to show up for my kids and I do it. And I'm, and I'm so good with that. You totally are. You, you totally live what you preach too, for sure. Not all the time. But <laughs> not all the time. Our last fun little question we want to ask you that we like to ask our guests. What is one simple little thing that you that is saving your life right now? Like something that you do, something that you watch, something that or you guilty eat, pleasure. Anything like what is oh just the gosh. thing that is getting you through your day right now? It can be serious or not so serious. Reese's bats. Reese's bats. <laughs> you just posted like about those the, only, the other day. It's like the only answer I can think of because I am on a personal mission, you guys. I DM'd Reese's because now I'm in a fight with several people on it on the internet because everyone has a feeling of what's the best Reese's. 
And I'm like, I really honestly think it's Reese's bats, but I've been hearing that the Reese's monsters are even better. So I've got my my work cut out for me, but I like the Reese's (laughs) trees, the Christmas trees. I I haven't tried the bats yet. And I saw someone that took a picture of it and they were like, this does not look like a bat. (laughs) It's not a bat. It's not, it's very poorly done, but the, the ratio of the peanut butter and the chocolate is perfect. So I'm going to try it. I'd say that's getting me through. And excessive online shopping probably are my two guilty pleasures. <laughs> but let's be honest, Jenna, how many times, because I've done this too, have you eaten a Reese's and been like, there's peanuts in there. Like that was protein. That was a good meal. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> count it. Yes. <laughs> I do that I too. am the picture of health. Yes. Oh, oh, you're so great. Well, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so you can follow, find me on Instagram at Jenna's Kitchen if you want. Come over, see if the content makes you feel good. And you can follow me there or on jennaramel.com. And, and where can they find your course? Yeah, on jennaramel.com is where that is. So you can find it there. Awesome, perfect. Thank you so much, Jenna, for taking the time. I know you're on your way to a, is it a soccer game? A photo shoot. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, my little boy has pictures tonight. So awesome. Well, thank you. You're a mom who's really doing it. So thank you so much. Thank you guys.